0: and we are live welcome everyone tuning in to the hashtag stories of healing podcast episode 15 born in small town utah the youngest of four kids growing up on a dairy farm as a teenager he loved sports and being outdoors in 2007 he married his college sweetheart tara one year later while building their house he was in a construction accident that broke his neck his life changed that day as he became paralyzed from the chest down He was scared, sad, and unsure what the future holds. When a nurse came into his hospital room, the nurse was holding a red pen and a calendar. She told him that any time you accomplish something you couldn't do yesterday, we will write it down and call it a red-letter day. He has taken that nurse's advice not only for recovering from a spinal cord injury, but also a life lesson. In his wheelchair life, he has accomplished so many amazing things. He has a hand cycle and rides long distance, plays wheelchair rugby, and is always hunting. Him and his wife Tara now have twin boys that are their whole life. He is a great dad and always playing with the boys. He has started to compile his life lessons and red-letter days into a memoir and plans to have it published. What an incredible journey. Welcome, Rick Weary. How you doing today, man?
1: oh it's i'm doing good good job on the intro man good job
0: (laughs) thanks man you know i gotta gotta do my best
1: and i also must say i read something on facebook i seen you were a producer of the year
0: yes yeah, best producers there you go yeah thank you i appreciate that man yeah it's amazing just how much support and, and and fans and love you know that are in the community and you know, I'm going to do my best to keep on putting music out there and, and and supporting artists and, you know, collaborating and networking with the community. And uh, yeah, just so much love. So thank you. You're welcome. How you, uh, how you doing tonight, Rick?
1: Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready to share my story. I'm doing good. Got a quiet house for once and uh, <laughs> just, just ready to share my story.
0: Awesome, Rick. Awesome. Um, all right. Well, uh before we share a story, like tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, uh, the intro did it, but I, I'll say uh <laughs> I I'm a country boy, you know. I grew up on a small uh dairy farm. Man, I was I was always just hard working, you know, and I, I like look at my boys and like the, they get ornery when they have to take the trash out. And I'm like, Uh-oh. I had to melt cows twice a day, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I just like, that's, that's how I define myself. I'm just a country boy and, uh, I love sports. Uh, you know, you and I had that in common and, uh, you know, you'd think, uh, being in a wheelchair sports would end, but like I'm getting, uh, I'm in a group text with a bunch of my rugby friends down in Vegas and my phone's blowing up about All practice right. this weekend. So we're going down to Vegas and we're going to practice with them. So
0: That's incredible. Well, welcome welcome Rick to our show tonight on episode 15 and you know, I'm really looking forward uh to hear your story and and uh have the listeners tune in to hear your incredible journey and where you are today. So are you ready to dive in? Absolutely. All right, Rick, uh what is the story of which brought you a life challenge or struggle.
1: Yeah. I mean, my, my story, uh, I I'm reminded of it every day. I'm going to turn to the side a little bit. You can see my wheelchair. I'm a quadriplegic, meaning I'm uh paralyzed from my chest down. Um, my hands are paralyzed. Um, but let me tell you how I got here. Um, uh, Now I gotta do the math in my head. I think it was 12 or 13 years ago. I was in, I was building my house. Um, Mm -hmm. Me and my wife were newly wed one year. And uh, I got to framing up a wall on the floor and uh, got to the last stud framing that wall. And I used that nail gun to nail the board in. And uh, I actually sought the nail into a knot in the wood. And that nail like went like that kind of went crazy and it landed in the web of my thumb. Ooh. And, uh, you know, I was like, I was trying to act tough with the people I was around. I'm like, oh, just pull it out. I'll be tough. Um, so they did. They uh, I was with my buddy, Zach, and he pulled that nail out. And as I was looking down at it, I, I went lightheaded and. You know, I told you earlier, I grew up on a dairy farm, so blood and mucus and afterbirth, all that stuff was common to me. But for some reason, looking down and just this little blood on my hand, I started to go lightheaded. And so, in my brain, I thought that i if I took a drink, I might get better. So, I started walking across the floor and uh, I fell into a hole. I passed out while I was walking and fell into a hole in the floor. We had cut it out, but we hadn't built the stairs. So the hole was supposed to be for, for the stairs. And I, I tipped over that night and landed right on my head. And I broke no. my neck right here about C6 vertebrae. Okay, wow. And uh, yeah, I mean, my life changed that day. I mean, just, you know, you talk about uh, two lives and, Uh, I, I do, I say I have two lives, my before the wheelchair life and my wheelchair life.
0: Wow. So what, like, sorry to hear that obviously. And it's, it's incredible like that, like you had to go through such a thing, um, you know, at such a young age as well. And just building your own home. Like I couldn't, I couldn't only imagine, like, were you, were you completely out? Like, what were the, what was, how would happen right after
1: So, uh, yeah, I, I woke up down in the basement in a puddle of water. Now um, I'm coming up on my, uh, on my anniversary. It's, uh, I think it's in a few days and it will have been 13 or 14. I, I'm not good with times, but, uh, 13 or 14 years. But I remember laying, uh, down in a, in a puddle of water. It was cold and, uh, I remember just shivering and, Uh, You know, EMTs came and rushed me, and I remember the first kind of like inclination of of being paralyzed was in the in the ambulance on the way to the first hospital. And I remember telling my friend Zach that I couldn't feel my legs. I didn't even think about my hands or arms, but I just, you know, I was just like, I can't feel my legs, Zach. And and I remember him saying to me uh said everything's gonna be okay and i didn't know what okay was gonna be mm. but now that i look back i'm i'm breathing i'm living i'm still alive and whatever my situation is you know maybe i'll one day be walking again but i'm okay
0: wow that's powerful when you so when you're on the way on the hospital like you couldn't feel your legs like what were some of the thoughts going, going through your head?
1: Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, that was, that's a pretty rough question. I mean, I remember just yeah, trying not to think of the severity of it. Mm. Just I almost at first I'm like, yeah, you know, this, this will pass, you know, I'll, mm. I'll, so I'll, you know, whatever. And I, I guess I didn't, Shit, uh you know for lack of a better term shit got real you know mm-hmm. i didn't like until i remember laying in the hospital bed and i was like looking down at my arms and they had like this is a couple you know days weeks later and i had atrophied like fast man i was like this i mean i was Tough, you know mm-hmm. and i looked down and my my arms were skinny and just like i had lost a bunch of weight in a hurry and like this is serious
0: wow yeah i'm feeling this um so when you were in the hospital and you're going through a little bit of like surgery i assume surgery and different types of um, you know processes to get you better um when you what, what were some of those like I guess you can say steps towards that healing process, like after you left the hospital and, or when you were in the hospital and you knew you were able to get out and, you know, what was like that healing process? Like, like what were some of the things you had to do to to kind of move forward?
1: Oh man. I, I remember uh, like laying down and just like, I I guess I want to paint the picture first, you know, like I remember reaching up to scratch my nose and, and my hand would just fall on my face because I didn't have that tricep muscle; it was paralyzed. And I was remember kind of being in a situation of just like this is not this sucks, you know. Um, I was in a medically induced coma for quite a while, and then I, I guess, what really helped me is going into a rehab unit, and what that is is where they kind of try to put you in a normal room. You know, you, you try to get your life to like what it's going to be like when you go home. Mm. You still have nurses come in every day and you still have, you know, you go to PT and they try to train you, you know, how to do the same, do as many things you can with your current situation. Mm. So I remember a nurse came in and she was just uh, like a, she she was a rehab nurse so she was working with a lot of people you know brain brain injuries and everything and she came in um like you you read this in my intro but she came in with a calendar and a and a red marker mm-hmm. and I, up until this point i was just like i can't do that i can't do that i can't do that and she said to me, like she said, every time you can do something, even if it's little, anytime you can do something today that you couldn't do yesterday, we're going to write this down. We've got to like document our success. So she, she had a calendar and a red pen and we would write things down like I pushed my wheelchair 50 meters. You know, we would write things down like nice. I was able to breathe on normal air without oxygen for a minute you know or for five minutes just these small little things and i but it turned it like it changed my process my thought process to like you know you have a new start at like ground zero you know like Mm -hmm. if you can think of like a baby learning to walk again here i am like learning to do everything again and with a new challenge okay so i had like people in my situation or you know who weren't in my situation would take that for granted walk down to the hall and get a drink and walk back but i had to like celebrate that small victory of being able to push my wheelchair that far you know take a sip of water and push your wheelchair back
0: yeah that's that's amazing it's incredible to think of just like the littlest things like that and that you know and if we're facing such challenges and barriers in life and you get to those things like how much you've accomplished you know and that taking care of yourself in such a way like rick that's powerful story and um you know i can't wait to get more into the later of our episode here to to find out what you're doing today but um during this healing process in this time so when you were you uh doing a lot of writing in this on the so in this in this journal or this was it like a handbook or a calendar Yeah
1: so i mean that calendar is probably i don't even know where i mean we probably lost it but
0: yeah
1: the thoughts um you know like I, the concept i guess is what stuck with me not the little mm. details and so you know, like, I know we want to get into this later and I love bragging, but like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. The concept of do something today that you couldn't do yesterday. I mean, we, we can, anybody can benefit from that. Mm. Like I, I, um, the other day I got invited to speak motivational speak at my own, my own boys, uh, you know, they're in first grade at their uh, class. Because nice. they were talking about heroes, and uh, you know, uh, I told them about the game Guess Who. Have you ever played that teammate? Yes,
0: man. Maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> so bring it up. Here, here's the
1: one. concept of Guess Who. Like, right. there's a there's a board with a bunch of people, like 30 people, with their pictures on it. Okay. And you you draw a card of one of those people, and and your teammates got the same thing on the other side. Right. You have to guess who's on that card. Right. The way you the way you do that is like the process of elimination. Right. Mm. So you 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 might say, "Does your person have glasses?" Oh, and they'll say, "No, my person doesn't have glasses." So you flip down all those people without glasses. Right. So there's there's a there's a there's a thought to this. I'm not just telling the story, but okay, so. So what I told the, these kids, my, my boy's class, is like, we could do that to this class right now. And your te- I could turn around, your teacher could pick any one of you. And with the right amount of questions, I could figure it out. And uh, um, uh, so what I'm getting at is to these kids is like, yeah, I might be special. I might have a story. but. You know what like every one of you have that potential to be a hero to be special to to accomplish great things you know like teammate there's only one of you you know like when if i played guess who and you were in a crowd of 30 people man i could guess you with the right amount of questions you know you're unique you're you know you're special so
0: Thank you for. I don't know if I, I don't know if
1: I answered your question, but yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that was that was. I like that you brought that that game up. It's a great perspective on the concept that you're living, you know, and what you went through. And um, no, I appreciate you taking the time to to elaborate and bring that into detail. Um, you know, I wanted to say what you know after I guess you know what happens next. You know, like leave so you're leaving the hospital. And what were some of the things that you did to keep yourself healthy uh, during this healing process?
1: Yeah, for a while, I mean, I, for a while, I didn't even think about that. Um, You know, there was a little little while I was just like in the uh, spiraling, you know, moment, you know, I honestly, there was moments where my, I, I quote, unquote, will to live Mm-hmm. Was was very low, you know. Um, one thing I think about a lot, and I, I, I hate sharing this story, but it's so much a part of who I am. I remember thinking I wanted, I wanted to end it, and you guys all know what I'm talking about. I wanted to finish, you know, like I just, I was, my will to live was so low. So I thought about how to do that. And I remember thinking my idea was to push myself um, and I live in a neighborhood with a canal that goes through it. I remember thinking about if I could push myself up this hill into the canal, I was going to push myself in and end it. But I didn't realize, like, I I didn't think I could do that. I didn't think I could push myself far enough. And so I remember uh, this concept, like I, I had to build up stamina to get there. I had to work for a goal to push up this hill. And crazy enough, I remember, you know, like thinking, oh this is going to be the day. I said goodbye to my wife and started pushing and and I remember thinking, I hope I can get up this hill. This is a challenge to me. And uh so I'm pushing and pushing and I got up to the top of the hill and looked back. And uh I realized that I had accomplished something that I couldn't do yesterday. 'Cause I had tried pushing up that hill and didn't make it. You know, I got up to that hill and the that little accomplishment, that little spark, you know, like that like I had I you accomplished something, Rick. It it changed my way of thinking. And so I'm like, what else can I accomplish? So that day, instead of pushing myself into the canal, I pushed myself around the neighborhood in my wheelchair. I got home. And my wife was like out in the front door, and she had watched me wheel around the whole neighborhood, and she was so proud of me. She's like, she b- reminded me of that nurse and that calendar and that concept of accomplish something today that you couldn't do yesterday.
0: That's amazing. I love it. I it's so cool how you know that works. Like you know, we 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 just sometimes want to give up. You know, we we want to let go and you know and you and you were trying to push yourself to the limits and and all of a sudden you accomplish something and then it just starts layering on more accomplishments and goals and they're like oh i want to do this now i want to do this and you know um you know i'm speaking because i also saw your page you know and, and you know i've been connecting and you know i'm excited uh, to get more into what you're what you've accomplished over these years and um yeah going more into the healing process you know um during that time, when you were starting to realize that you're like, you know what, I'm able to do stuff. I'm able to do some things. I'm able to push myself and and uh, you know get some really awesome accomplishments done. You know, just being here um, and living and breathing. Um, were there uh, negative things that try to weigh you down? And you know, and if there was some negative things like environmental or energy or people or anything like that, uh, you know, what, how did you embrace your surroundings in a positive way? Yeah,
1: I mean, I had I had these thoughts of negativity a lot. Um, a lot of times I questioned whether it was a sense of worthiness. Like, I wondered if I was worthy to to have a miracle or worthy to, like, because so much of my mental focus was like, I'm either going to walk again or nothing. Like, oh, yeah. But, I mean, I look back and that's silly, but I, I always thought like I was going to, you know, and I'm not, I have not give up hope one day I am I may and I will, you know, I always thought that since it's time has passed is the reason why it's passed. Is it because I'm not worthy? And then I, you know, like I've, I've tried to like push that away, you know, because I, I realized that's, you know, negativity and, and, uh, you know, I realized that Whatever will be will be, you know, like I can still like uh, you know, I can still run marathons from a wheelchair. I can still accomplish great things from a wheelchair and and I need to separate like the the miracle with like realizing the accomplishments and everyday life. You know, T I, I I forever just uh I would stop, like I wouldn't. I wouldn't put myself out there because I'm like, well, I'll get better, and I'll do that when I'm better. Mm-hmm. And and like I look back and like I'm kind of embarrassed that some of the things that I wouldn't try or do because I was going to get better, and I didn't. I'd do that when I'm better. I remember eating at restaurants, and my wife would like reach over with a fork and feed me my food because I didn't like, I hadn't learned how to hold a fork. And I look back and I'm like embarrassed of like, I, I don't know why I put my, put so many things on hold because of something I didn't have control over.
0: Mm. Wow. I'm inspired with, uh, you know, with your resilience and the way that you're able to just push yourself forward, you know, over all these years. And, you know, to go through something like that is, it's a very, it's a very tough battle. You know, it's it's one of the the little rock bottom in, in such a way that you know a lot of people don't understand. And um, but you know, feeling your energy and, and seeing like your smile right now, and and and, you know, like you can see that you have passion and a lot of the things that you've accomplished. And when you had your accident and you were going into the healing process, um, you know, you know, trying to get it rid out of like that. I guess basically almost transition your mindset, you know, it seems like you were, your nurse really inspired you to motivate you to try things and accomplish those things each day, you know, and, and, and kind of let go of like, okay, like this is me forever now, or what can I do now? What can I do to still fulfill my life, you know, with, with what I have. And um, one of the questions that I was asking before we went away there. It was that uh, what was the hardest thing to let go of that really helped push yourself forward towards like uh, more healing, like bringing a lot more of healing into your life, you know, um, physically, you know, mentally, spiritually. Um, yeah.
1: I would say, you know, I kind of let into it in our last, before our intermission, but uh, like the, the things that are out of my control, you know, like um, it's really hard to like wish for a miracle every day and not get it. Mm-hmm. You know, but you can also like, like you can focus on the things that you can control. And what I what I mean by that is like, you know, those nights. Do you ever have a lot of nights you can't sleep? For me, for me, when I can't sleep, it's for two reasons. You know, you've got the the like. Pre Christmas, like Christmas Eve, you know, like you can't sleep because you're excited. I also have nights where I can't sleep because I'm thinking about my next move. You know, like what am I? What can I do to make things better? What can I do uh, to make my situation better? What can I do to make my mama proud of me? <laughs> you know, mm. um, and so like, yeah, I mean, the 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 negativity for me was things that I can't control, you know, and you've got to let go of that. Like hmm. whatever will be, will be, you know, I mean, yeah, you you can work hard. Like the way I explain a spinal cord injury to people, because I, like it's not about effort or work when you thought, when you talk about like recovering function back. Okay. So like there's a light in my room, you know, and and this is just a science explanation of a spinal cord injury TMA. So like there's a there's a light in the room, but over here is a switch to that light. You know, behind that wall is a cord that runs from that switch to the light. If you flip that switch on, the light turns on. With a spinal cord injury, you know, my my spine was broke right here. So so my brain telling my body to move, no matter how hard I try to wiggle my toes, the effort I put into it, like if this cord behind the wall is damaged and broke, you can flip that switch on as hard as you want, but it isn't gonna it isn't gonna turn that light on, you know. And so like, you know, effort still had to be there but like it was frustrating you know when you try as hard as you can to wiggle a toe but it's just the connections not there it's not the effort
0: wow oh, thank you for sharing that's uh it's heavy you know i i um you know i i just i think it's an incredible journey if we you went through and I do like the the way that you just put that science uh scientific uh <laughs> explanation into perspective it makes you know it makes great sense you know and um yeah so moving forward like um what was the main thing that really allowed you to overcome your challenge or struggle what was like that one thing deep inside your soul where you're like you know what this is why I want to overcome what i'm you know what i'm feeling what i'm going through and i'm able to get up each day you know and and fulfill these accomplishments
1: yeah i i would say like this strong desire to not uh, not just my mom but make my mama proud you know like uh now my kid's proud And, and like i said um those nights um When you can't sleep and like i said there's two nights for me that i can't sleep the christmas nights and the like what's my next move and and i always have this desire to accomplish something that's going to make you know somebody proud of me my wife my kids my parents the people around me and I can tell you about one of my very first nights that that happened to me. I was um, laying in bed and I thought, you know, where's the start from here? I was on disability. I uh, didn't work. I would sit home and just really not have anything to do. Um, I remember laying in bed and I decided to wake my wife up and tell her about my next idea. And it was go back to school and get a job, you know. And I woke her up in the middle of the night and said, Honey, I'm going to go back to school. And my brain wouldn't shut off because I had to think of the steps, you know. Like, I got to do this. I got to do this to accomplish that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go into school for this. And I, I think that's like if, if everyone has that. I mean, we all have that deep within ourselves, but how many people act upon that? I mean, I have this desire to write a book, and right now it's like it's killing me because it's not going very fast, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, that, that's right now the things that that run in my brain, you know, what's step one to write a book? Well, step one might be to build a following so that when you do write a book, um, people will buy it. Step one might be to find podcast hosts that are willing, like you, TMA, to let me share my story, um, so I can refine what I want to say and, you know, better tell my story and practice.
0: Thank you for sharing, Rick, and, um, you know, I think it's incredible that you have that desire and that you want to share your story and get it out there and especially put all those accomplishments and the things that you know you want to continue doing into a book and um you know touching base with uh you know wanting to write a book and and i want to help you and i want to support you um you know i have a couple contacts and you know actually guests who are on my show and you know what um i just wanted to throw a comment on the screen here because when you were talking about how there's some nights where you can't sleep because you're thinking about you know whether it's school some of the things you wanted to accomplish that next, ne- the next day. So I have D moon here who uh, commented on our show. And he says uh, that was me last night and that I couldn't sleep because my mind was racing on how to improve things. I finally got out of bed at four 30 and started working. So thank you. D. Dude, moon. For D. Yeah. Yeah. Edric, yeah. He's amazing. He was on our show. Um, Him and his daughter, Haley, um, and you know what, um, I think you three uh, should connect because, because um, Rick, um, Diedrich and Haley are writing books. They're, they're putting their story out there and they're, they're, they know how to write books and, and publish books. So, and I also had uh, Genesis, Myers Kemp on my show as well. And uh shout out to Genesis as well. She, yeah, I, to... I uh,
1: listened to that episode.
0: Oh, amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know what, I'm going to, we're going to get, get you connected, you know, because Rick, I think it's important to share your story and your journey, you know, um, you know, your, your battle is, is, is heavy and, you know, to see where you are today and, and the, and the smile on your face and this energy and just like where you're taking off with these accomplishments and some of the things you want to, you know, it's just, it's incredible, man. Like I'm inspired, you know, it, it makes me realize, you know, why, how life, how special and sensitive and, 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 you know, life is. You know, like life is special and, you know, and we should be um, fulfilling each day to the fullest.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, We got some more comments here, Rick. So Diedrich said, uh, everyone's journey is different with respect to the book writing journey. You just put your thoughts on paper. Start off journaling. If you like what you see, start moving into chapters. Nice. And then we have another one. He says don't worry about the following that can come later just start writing nice I love it thank you DJ D. Moon my boy Yeah thanks brother So yeah Rick there's support here in our community and we're going to we're going to help you get your book out there um but I think it is like you know expressing and sharing and writing uh all those experiences and accomplishments and getting them out Um before we get to all the accomplishments I have one one solid heavy question um I wanted to share and if so, what would you do differently to overcome uh that accident what you went through you know what what would you have done differently if if you could think of anything that would have uh, helped you know i guess change the mindset maybe sooner or any perspectives that you had on your situation
1: uh i'm gonna i'm gonna start with a word confidence like there was so many times where uh I would I would um I wouldn't do something or somebody invite me invite me to do something and I would just wouldn't be confident that like I was a good situation for me I'd say no to invites and I would um I would be scared of like the challenges that might happen and I'm reminded by a, sto- a story teammate I mean, I, I I warned you I'd tell stories, okay? So when I was in high school, I played uh, played baseball. And uh, I uh, this is my sophomore year. I got to play a little bit of varsity time. I was, like, kind of proud of this, you know. And our team had this strategy. And, uh, you know, this is – in baseball, there's the cheating kind of cheating, like in the World Series last year, and there's the real cheating, like – so like if you're we our team had this strategy like if someone was on second base and could see the catcher signs they would you know like let the batter know a fastball's coming or a curveball by saying their first name or last name. So for instance if somebody's on second and they say Rick cuz yeah Rick let's go Rick they knew that was the that was the key that a fastball's coming If they say come on weary that's the key that a curveball's coming so i'm up to bat right and i'm like just shaking in my boots because like i said i'm a sophomore and haven't had a lot of at-bats sitting up there at the plate and my buddy phil is on uh, second and he says let's go rick come on rick so to me that's uh he was telling me that there's a kurt there's a fastball coming uh, and that like it just changed me right so i'm like, thinking I went from shaking in my boots to like here I have this edge, right? right? So I stepped up to the plate. Fastball's coming, and I hit my first home run ever.
0: No way.
1: Yeah. So wow. my first home run ever. I got home. I got around home plate. Went to the dugout, and uh, I remember being like, "Dude, thanks for tipping me off. You you told me a fastball's coming." Well, Phil's like, no, I was just cheering you on. I didn't know. (laughs) So, but, but I'll tell you what the change was, T may It was the confidence. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, like, I went up there with my boots shaking, and then all of a sudden now I learned I I thought I had an edge. But how much of that edge was just mindset, right? Mm. So, if I'd attacked every, like, situation after my accident with that little confidence of like you can do it man you have an edge like mm-hmm. you have these traits talents abilities to get through that i mean that's that's just like that's that word confidence comes to mind
0: i love that story rick that was incredible i just guys cheering you on and you're on edge <laughs> and you, you hit the home run and he's like i was just cheering you on i love it that's uh, that's amazing. And you're actually you're, you're giving out some laughs uh to our boy Diedrich here. He was he was no <laughs> <laughs> so, Yo, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing, Rick. You know, like yeah. I just love your energy, man. And and um, you know, it's amazing that no matter what in life, you know, as human beings on this planet, you know, we can face so many challenges and battles. You know but if we find it inside ourselves and and find a purpose and you know find a calling and you know truly deep down inside we we all have worth we all have purpose you know and i love that you decided to focus on that those those desires and things that you wanted to accomplish you know and and you're just pushing yourself forward and um yeah I, I'm, I'm very grateful to have you on our show tonight and i wanted to to ask what is rick what is rick doing today what are some of the Top three. Let's go with the top three things you've accomplished, you know, over the years. And and uh, you know, what's Rick doing today?
1: Well, um, I better be politically correct right here. I don't. You you say accomplishments, and I don't bring my sons up, my boys, uh-uh. my family, and I'd be shot. You know. So I'd be. You know, like my uh, my boys coming into the world, like the challenges of being a dad. Are like, oh man, I love it. You know, like I, I, I remember when my I have twin boys. They're seven, and right now, man, they're into sports. Oh, they're they're so much fun. But I want to tell you a story of when they were born. Um, uh, My boy Berkeley come out, and um, the doctor was preparing us to say like, uh, baby two might need to be we don't know you know like uh baby one like the heartbeat and everything sound good but sometimes the second baby is the struggle so grayson came out and he was quiet you know and then a couple minutes later berkeley a couple well i am minutes i don't know minute later uh berkeley came out and just started bawling, you know and but like you know this in my head when a baby doesn't come out crying you're like worried you know mm-hmm. so as soon as grace and heard berkeley crying it's like a competition and from then on like the twins the competition is heavy around my house
0: oh,
1: wow. oh yeah right. we uh, we play basketball every day after they get home from school and like yeah so that's probably my number one accomplishment is my family and my boys and my wife it's amazing I'd say my this the next thing I'm most proud of is my hand cycle I like uh I like to ride long distances and uh I'm always uh I have this very addicting app on my phone it's called strava okay and uh it tracks your mileage per hour your distance um, your average mile per hour and i uh, I like to I like to just when I'm like twice a week or sometime, I like to ride about 10 miles, you know, each ride. And I ride the same, same route every time. And that's good and bad because I know every inch of that route. And if I'm behind my best pace or, or like right on, I'm like always like, Oh, I'm, constantly in my head doing the math of like how fast I need to ride to beat my record. Uh, And, and I'm, I'm that way in every, um, aspect of my hand cycle. I'm always trying to ride faster, longer and stronger. Um, every year I've set a, like a mileage goal. Mm. And last year, uh, And this is partly due to coronavirus and not being able to travel and stuff. Last year, my goal was 600 miles and I ended up riding a thousand because I just like that was the thing, you know, like I had to, I mean, I just life hit and coronavirus. And so that'd be my escape. I'd go for a long bike ride. That's so cool.
0: Is the hand cycle where you're leaning back and do you go into you go into a separate like unit, right? You go into a different it's like the one with the the big wheel on the front and there's two in the back and it's a long, it's a long cycle and, and...
1: Yeah, yep, you pedal like this simultaneously. I have these uh things, the gloves mm-hmm. that uh, they have a bar and you just clip them into the the handlebars and you pedal like this
0: okay wow thousand
1: miles yeah over the whole year yep thousand miles and um i I like to put myself in situations where people like look over at me and be like what the hell is that guy doing there you know so i signed up for this uh bike race this summer it's called the rooster ride and it wasn't they didn't have like I mean, again, I'm from a small town and, uh, you know, I'm like the only quadriplegic, but so I just signed up for this bike race for everybody else. Of course, I'll admit I was last and I can't compete against someone pedaling with their legs, but I just signed up and, uh, rode and that, that ride, um, it was, uh, 35 miles in one ride. So that, that was, uh. It it was actually I signed up for thirty five miles, but I had to cheat and go around this hill that I knew I couldn't get over. So I ended up riding thirty nine miles, and that's the longest distance I've ever ridden in one trip.
0: Wow, that's so cool, though. Like you still <laughs> did, you still pass, you pass the line. You're the... yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, I was uh, I was like uh, so far behind everybody that um, the cops had to like specially helped me cross all the roads like they were just following me because i knew i was like so far behind but like i was like who else gets their own their own police escort <laughs>
0: <laughs> for the race yo that's awesome that's yeah. so cool yeah that's amazing man i love it and and so this uh wheelchair rugby like i, I just i have to know what's going like I just you were you were sharing before you guys just smashing each other. I just I need to hear this. <laughs> I've I think it's cool.
1: Yeah, it's actually actually uh, invented sport um, for quadriplegics. Okay. And um, when they invented the sport, they called it murder ball. <laughs> and so so like they they used there's a documentary on it. The documentary is called murder ball, but they couldn't get sponsors, I believe with a name called Murder Ball. So they changed that sport to a sport called wheelchair rugby. And uh, my best definition of this sport is like chess mixed with bumper cars because there's so much strategy and like but yet I mean you're out there, you ram the hell out of each other, you know? I mean your chairs are are um, armored, they're they're made to to hit and it's very much physical. Mm. Now, I, I, my favorite thing to do is go, like, we travel around. And, of course, this last year, they didn't have a season because of coronavirus. But you travel around and you go to tournaments. My favorite thing is to, like, sit at, at the opening of the gym and just watch people's reaction as they come in the gym. And just hear these loud like echoing crashes you know and then like people get these stigmas of someone in a wheelchair playing sports and that's like they're breaking everybody there just breaks the stereotypical disability because i mean we're still athletes and we still you know love that thrill of sporting and, and getting better and i mean when you talk about getting better My first time into the gym to play this sport, I played uh, with the Salt Lake Scorpions and uh, they invited me to their first practice and I'm just thinking, oh, you know, a bunch of people with disabilities, you know, we'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll probably kick some butt, you know. So we start out the, we start out the practice with pushing a mile, 16 laps around the gym, and I remember this girl it's a it's a co ed sport and this girl her name's Kendra and she finished her sixteen was I was on like twelve. I was like getting smoked. I'm like, this this ain't happening. I gotta get better. And you know, and it's just like any other sport, team A. I mean, you practice, you get better. And I told you earlier, I'm like, I'm I'm antsy because my phone's blowing up right now of this weekend we're traveling down to Vegas to practice with a bunch of my teammates and uh I really I really look at them like almost like brothers you know i mean we're just like we're all we all have different stories but every one of those guys could be on here you know motivating you know they could be on a, a motivational speaker they could write books they all have different stories and they've all overcome
0: thank you for sharing rick that's really cool i i love that uh you just yeah you're able to just do that and 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 play some rugby with the boys and just smashing each other like i just think that's so cool like you know it doesn't matter what barriers or challenges like you're 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 still putting yourself in such a fun competitive environment and um you know it just shows that uh you have heart you know and 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 you just want to live life you just want to you just want to get out there, and, and you want to, you know, you want to accomplish those things. So, I think that's amazing. I think that all those things are family, the rugby, the long distance cycling. Like, it's incredible. Uh, Rick, do you have any? Um, so, talk. So do you have any future plans? Uh, you know, aside from the book, that we're going to definitely help you get out there, and I'm going to get you connected with the with the right people. But, um, yeah is there any is there any other accomplishments that you have in mind?
1: I I really. <laughs> I have one that's been haunting me for three years, and I'll tell you why. Um, now, I can ride my bike the the distance of a marathon. I mean, I, I can do it. I know I can, but I have yet to do that. Like I've, and this is what's cool is I've, I've signed up for the Salt Lake Marathon, and I'll give you a little history. I signed up for the Salt Lake marathon two well, let's say three years ago. And uh, it's it's in downtown Salt Lake and I believe it's in April or um, May. I can't remember, but sometimes it snows. So I, I signed up and um, I we went up there, stayed the night in a hotel um and this is three years ago and my wife helped me get out the door at four o'clock because we had to be up there first they start the hand cyclists first and i got a text with a picture of the starting line and there was an inch of snow so they canceled it on me oh. um so what's cool is um I'll, I'll tell you the cool part about that and then last year uh, of course they canceled it due to coronavirus, but if I can ride my bike uh, two hours and 45 minutes in that 20, 26 miles, then that's a Boston Marathon qualifier. And that's my goal. I'd love to qualify for the Boston Marathon and ride in that. But I got to tell you, I still got to tell you um, that first year. So I was discouraged. I was mad because I was all geared up. I had carb loaded. you know i did everything oh, right for this marathon yeah. and we had that inch of snow so i went back to the hotel and my wife's still sleeping And my kids got up and they wanted to go eat at denny's and i'm like something's nice. wrong i should be riding right now and i told my wife about it like i was just i was discouraged and mad well here's how cool my wife was is on our way home she dropped me off 26 miles from our house, (laughs) gave me no choice. And I rode home, you know, I rode, I rode the 26 miles that day and did my own marathon. And what was, what was cool is my wife had my boys, like the finish line was our front doorstep and my boys had strung toilet paper across. My wife and boys had made me a kind of a fake little, You know, a medal of my own. You know, and and I rode the marathon that day. So,
0: I'm inspired, Rick. That's amazing. (laughs) Your family is incredible. Like (laughs) this, your story. I just love it. Like, wow, that is so awesome. Your wife is like, no, you're gonna you're gonna race your marathon. Here you go. Yeah. Like, wow.
1: There was no moping. I like I wanted to just mope, and she's like. That's it. I'm dropping you off twenty five, twenty six 26 miles from our house and you're going to do it.
0: Wow. That's amazing support, you know, and, and a lot of love. And, uh, you know, I'm so happy for you, man, that you have that, that support and, and, and that family. And, you know, it's, um, yeah, I'm proud of you, man. Like that's, this is really cool. I'm, I'm inspired. <laughs> um, I have some, uh, some more comments here from Diedrich. We'll throw them on. <clears throat> he said, uh, love what you said about mindset it's a great analogy that right there can go into your book. Great story. And then yeah, I think this one was regarding the snow, the snow on the, uh, <laughs> the snow on the ground there. I um, was like,
1: uh, I think it probably would have been unsafe, but I'm like, let's ride anyways. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So what is, uh? so Rick, what are you doing? What are you doing today? Um, You know, what what's some of your plans you know, you wanted to get into the Boston race or are, with the book, you know, you want to get it into this book and get it out there. Um, do you have some plans that you want to do today?
1: Yeah, I've really been, uh, I've, uh, really been, uh, you know, about giving back, you know, I, I, always feel like, you know, service is important and sometimes I'm not able to go help my neighbor mow his lawn. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's my way of, of, uh, giving back. I got another story for you. I hope we don't go over time, but,
0: uh, it's all good.
1: So my neighbor was moving and, uh, he was moving in a house from one house to another, just in the neighborhood. And, uh, it was my, uh, duty in my church to like, um, assign, call people and ask them to come help do service. And, uh, so I did that. I lined like five guys to come over to my friend's house to help him move from one house to the other, and I I still felt like I hadn't done enough, you know. And so uh, I was moping at the back window, and and I'm like, my wife just says, just go over there, even if you don't help, just go over there and and you know just be with them. That'll be your service. And so as I'm wheel wheeling my wheelchair over there like all of a sudden they turn around and they were going to the other house they were loaded and going from one house to the next so i had to turn around and go to the other one and uh that day um i i decided you know i was discouraged i was like well maybe i just go home you know and i i finally just talked myself into going to the other house and as i was going to the other house i willed by my neighbor this this old guy his name's Perry and uh, I just thought, you know, maybe I'll just go visit with him instead. And so I went and, and I went and visited with Perry and, and we struck up a conversation that day. We became really good friends. And let me tell you what's really cool about Perry is like I I was just visiting with him the other day. He's got a Fitbit, you know, and he, he's like, I walk five miles every day. And, and I like just... I was discouraged because I couldn't help and that, and that was my service, but I realized that my service that day was to go visit with my buddy Perry. Perry's a dang cool guy he 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 told me his life story and and uh you know like what I learned that day is that um, to do service, that God doesn't need a uh, able body. He just needs a willing body, you know, somebody willing to go do something, you know, and the way I've found to, to serve other people is to motivate and speak. So I've really, to answer your question, I've really started trying to motivational speak and, uh, you know, I've done a lot of it for free, but I mean, it'd be cool one day to to get on a bigger stage and to to have more people hear my story.
0: Amen. Yeah, I feel you, Rick. And you know what? I I believe that God has big plans for you. And I think if you continue focusing on your goals and, and wanting to get your story out there, but also motivate and help others, you know, be the best versions of themselves and, and, and accomplish their goals, you know that, you know, we have one life and um your story is is full of inspiration, you know, and I wanna I wanna connect you to the right people to get your book out there. I think it's that that's important to share your story to the world. And um and I also think it's uh important that, you know, we start helping you focus on uh some motivational speaking. Like that this is amazing. And uh I support you, you know, I'm here, whatever you need, whether it's music, um, whatever you got, whatever you need, you need some branding, some marketing, I have you. Um, you know, I'm here to support you. And um, I just wanted to ask Rick if, um, you know, listeners tuning in, let's say, let's say there's someone young right now in the world um, who may be struggling with something like maybe they just got in, a, in an accident, car accident, it could be anything. And, you know, they find out that uh, they're in a wheelchair or maybe we have some young ones right now, they're in a wheelchair and they're already contemplating on on life and some of the challenges and barriers that they uh, that they're facing. Um, what's some words of, uh, of wisdom and some uh, some insight that you would be, you would be able to share to them right now to help them overcome these adversities
1: yeah um, I, like I mentioned before I'm like way into podcasts and stuff and I uh, saw this this one the other day and uh, this guy like even made a little video about it and uh, he said that like uh, we all remember the video game, Mario, playing as a kid, right? You, I mean, intro music you could play in your head, right?
0: Right. <laughs>
1: um, the reason Mario was so addicting to us is because cause it was a challenge. Now, if Mario were like just a grass path and you just you just ran across, man, you'd you'd put the controller down after one time. He said, you know. And uh, the guy's name is Theo Vaughn. He's kind of a comedian and he's probably, you know, vulgar at times too. But I love this little snippet. It's like the reason we liked Mario is because it was a challenge. Now, if you're out there listening and you're running through a challenge, just know that that's going to happen. I mean, everybody's got challenges. My challenges are going to be different than yours um but you're still gonna have it you know i mean that that's what's that's what's important about life you know it's like you know in mario you'd fall in that uh you know you'd fall in that hole or you'd miss the you know the the shell and it'd hit you you couldn't wait to start back up again so you could get a little bit further and you'd get a little bit further life is a a series of challenges and and we can't pick the challenges but we can pick the way we react to them
0: amazing thank you rick for sharing i love the mario analogy the perspective (laughs) so so awesome um yeah it's just it it makes it makes sense you know and it's true you know we were born to to face challenges you know and, and overcome and that's who we are and uh Thank you so much, Rick, for sharing your story tonight. If anyone listening and tuning in that may be facing some of these challenges, you know, if you are in a wheelchair or if you're just struggling and and, and trying to to find ways of how you can overcome some of your goals, connect with Rick. Uh, Rick, he's on Instagram here, Rick from Rowe. Monroe, we were talking about what the row was for. Rick from (laughs) Rowe. I love it. Um, So if anyone wants to connect with Rick, um and uh you know rick you're an inspiration i believe um you're already a motivational speaker you know just just hearing your story tonight and and um you know some of the things that you shared i think are are important and they bring a lot of value and motivation into people's lives and uh, i believe thank you i believe you're going to do amazing things rick keep on keep on pushing forward and um you know i'm going to pray to god that uh you get in that Boston race, you deserve it, man. You, I, I believe. Thanks, And I want to know when you're there. I want, I want to be watching. I want to know. I want to know. I'm only about six hours, yeah. I think, from Boston too. So, you never know. Uh, yeah. But uh yeah, Rick, I, I appreciate you taking the time to be on our show tonight. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to Rick's story. like Rick, do you, uh, Rick, do you have any uh final words you want to share to the listeners?
1: No, I just, I just wanted to thank you um, for this platform. Just let me share um, this safe space. Uh, just, just, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to know you and and uh, to share my story.
0: I'm grateful for you, Rick. I'm grateful that uh, we are able to have you on our show tonight and uh, to share your story of healing. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, Diedrich. Thank you for. For supporting and, and commenting and, and engaging in this conversation thank you everyone shout out to uh d.moon my mom chantelle they're sending some love we got some likes from anita ball uh jean ty and chris mattinson so shout out okay oh we have another comment here last one he says i'm glad i, I will put on the thing uh oh i wanted to throw this comment out here Diedrich said uh, amen to a willing body which is amazing because I love when you mention that. That's 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 very powerful. And he also says, oh, "I'm glad to to, to have uh, tuned in." Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, everyone, have a good night, and uh, well, until next time, thank you, Rick.
1: Thank you. <laughs>